the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here on the day before the day before Christmas. I welcome you to the show. I am truly, truly delighted to have this guest on, James Freeman. James Freeman is assistant editor of the Wall Street Journal's editorial page and author of the famous Best of the Web column at the Wall Street Journal. He has a new book written with Maria Bartiromo, The Cost, Trump, China, and American Revival. And it is exactly about all of them. It is up at DennisPrager.com. James Freeman, before I even say hello to you, I just want you to know that behind your back, I speak about the, the Wall Street Journal editorial page and opinion pages as pillars of American civilization. How's that for an wow. opening? Wow, thanks. Uh, well, it's uh, it's an honor and a privilege to join you. I, uh, I uh, We do uh, use the Prager University videos in our household oftentimes with the uh, instruction of important uh, truths about uh, civilization. So this is... Uh, this is quite an honor. Thank you. Well, great. I, I, I'm very happy to hear that. How old are your uh, children? So the uh, range of God, uh, youngest is uh, in uh, seventh grade and then a couple in college and uh, one tenth grader. I am curious, if I may, because I talk to authors about a lot of things. So I'm, I'm just curious. I tell people. I have for decades. Sending your child to college is playing Russian roulette with their values. So, mm. what what do, uh, in addition to, and I'm I'm, I'm delighted, PragerU videos. What have you done to inoculate your college kids? Oh, thanks. Uh, the um, I I suppose what we all do in terms of trying to transmit values uh, around the dinner table and and in everyday life it's uh uh it is a challenge i think um in this awful year maybe one of one of the uh silver linings is perhaps you have a lot of people rethinking how education is delivered and um, and maybe uh this opens people up to new ideas about uh how you how you get the value, um, whether it's distance learning, maybe it doesn't have to be uh, uh, from a traditional university, but it's um, it's something I think about a lot because uh, uh, obviously we see these outrages on campus and and uh, the cancel culture and so forth. I was just uh, actually talking this week to a friend who spent a lot of time in in government and in academia, and he says in in the executive branch of government, you actually have a lot more. You do, even as a tenured professor, 
on a uh, it's an I guess what most people would call an elite campus, and I uh, I think that is uh, that may be the largest problem in the country when you think about uh, the role educational institutions play and the just uh, kind of smothering politicization uh, going on there. I mean, you you report on it a lot. I, I try to as well. It's um, it's a challenge. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that was a, a long answer to, to the question. I don't I don't know. I guess we'll we'll learn. It right, you gave, right. It right. Basically, you're telling me you gave it your best shot. <laughs> and now, and now, now the ball is in God's court. <laughs> no, no, you're very real. I, I, I agree with you. It, it's, it, it is what it is. So, uh, your book is is about a lot of things, and obviously China. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, my my field of study was the Soviet Union. I learned Russian. I was the Russian Institute at Columbia University. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I I did this at the height of the Cold War. The Soviet Union was clearly the enemy. And uh, I must say, I now feel uh, that China uh, is an enemy or the enemy, putting Iran aside, but but China has more power. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is is Mm -hmm. that your take? Well, I don't know if I'd use the term enemy. I struggle with that because uh, it it is run by an old-fashioned communist dictatorship obviously it's it's allowed elements of uh, uh, freedom in terms of uh, its market economy uh, has grown uh, and and those benefits have yielded enormous um, uh, or it's yielded enormous benefits to people in China and around the world but uh, uh, part of what we go through in the book is you, you mentioned the Soviet Union, um, we've gotten into this habit of being very economically engaged with China, even though the the premises have turned out to be false. So you go back to when we first decided to have relations with China in the, in the 70s, it was basically because we Nixon saw them as a strategic counterweight to the Soviet Union, uh, thought it would be helpful to, to encourage uh, animosity between Moscow and Beijing. Um, uh, he also obviously saw political benefits uh, to be uh, seen as having a diplomatic victory. Uh, then, you know, over time, the Soviet Union goes away, so that reason isn't really there. Uh, then we kind of settled into, for decades, this idea that if we did more trade, did more commerce, more business in China, it would lead to political freedom, the rule of law, all the reforms we want uh, to benefit them and us. And it hasn't turned out that way. Uh, I think oftentimes in history, capitalism is a liberating force. But uh, in China, I think we have to acknowledge that uh, all of that engagement has not led to political reform, to the rule of law, the, the things that would, would truly benefit the Chinese people. And so I think this is where Donald Trump de- deserves a great deal of credit That's in right. challenging yep. the Washington consensus. And uh, it doesn't mean that tariffs are cost-free, but it does mean that he was, I think, correct on the central point, which is we have kind of been going on automatic pilot in this belief that uh, 
our engagement is is leading to reform, and it hasn't. Do you think uh, China, if you had a bet on it, if you were betting, even if you were not a betting man, if I forced you to bet, what would you bet with regard to China invading Taiwan? Uh, I think a, a lot depends on, on the message from uh, our government over there. Oh, then, he'll, then they'll invade. <laughs> well, You answered uh, my question. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, the it's message from the Biden I, I, government is not going to be the message from the Trump government. Yeah, yeah, it's um, no, it's it's a scary time. It's obviously been heartbreaking watching what's happening to the people. Of Hong Hong Kong. Kong. It's, it's a, it, it, it make it can make you cry. Yeah, uh, I modest bit of good news. Uh, Jimmy Lai has uh, has been granted bail there, um, but uh, but the big picture, this is a an old-fashioned communist regime and i think this is this is one of the the great miscalculations of of joe biden over his time in government is not recognizing what the rise of xi jinping meant um it was his job in the obama administration to to be the uh, uh the liaison with china and specifically with xi and he saw him as a as a friend, a guy he could do business with, and just completely misread that uh, this was an old-school communist who really wanted to reassert party control over every phase of Chinese yeah. life. Uh, right. we, we talk about his, his uh, persecution of, of uh, people on, in terms of religious liberty, political liberty, but he's also tightening the screws on entrepreneurs there. Um, uh, basically demanding the party have a greater role in companies and forcing more business to state-owned enterprises. It's its really a kind of a disaster in the making for, for freedom, and I, I hope, um, yeah, I hope it doesn't extend to Taiwan, but you have to be concerned. Well, he's doing what NASDAQ is doing to companies. There's <laughs> <laughs> well, a set of laws that you will be governed by. <laughs> what is it? You have to have X number. That, that might be a little harsh on NASDAQ. Yeah, sure. yeah it is harsh on NASDAQ. NASDAQ. As, I, as my listeners know, without dark humor, I, I would currently be uh, uh, under th- constant therapy. Yeah, where, where would we be? That's, right. That's exactly right. Uh, let me remind everybody, James Freeman, uh, who is a uh, – my, my listeners know what a compliment this is. He's a fighter. Yep, you are. Assistant editor of the Wall Street Journal's editorial page. And uh, his new book is The Cost, Trump, China, and American Revival. We are going to address all of those in a moment. You are listening to The Dennis Prager Show. Wish you all a Merry Christmas. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. 
but it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Hey, jingity-jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity-jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la, 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 Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Pound 250 and say Dennis Prager. James Freeman, you, you may not know this, but whenever that happens, I think if only my parents knew that I became a promo code. The, the joy that it would have brought them. <laughs> My, well, one one son is a professor of medicine, and the other is a promo code. <laughs> well, we, we can all aspire to that. Yeah, I, I that's right. That level no, yet. no. It, 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 there are more professors of medicine. <laughs> oh, uh, congrats. You know, I, I sometimes I have... I feel for my guests. They have no idea what's coming next. <laughs> That's good. You got to got to stay agile. It's good. That's right. That's exactly right. James Freeman, God bless him, is assistant editor of, oh, of that terrific Wall Street Journal editorial page, and he has a new book, The Cost: Trump, China, and American Revival. So, I mean, let's. If we are in essential agreement about the challenge, and I'm using a very uh, mild term for what I think it is, of China, specifically the Chinese Communist Party that runs it with an increasingly iron fist, why is there any reason to believe that Joe Biden uh, would be tough on China? Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a concern, and uh, this uh, uh, rumor or possibility that he's uh, going to invite uh, uh, former Disney CEO Bob Iger to be the ambassador to China is not a a signal uh, <laughs> exactly that uh, that right. he's going to be tough. More more the opposite. Yeah. Um, so it is a concern. I think um, I think if you want to. Uh, Look on the bright side. Uh, the um, I think the Trump experience has kind of recalibrated uh, the the Washington uh, consensus a bit. I think he's. I think Trump has really won the intellectual argument on China. Not that not the tariffs work everywhere, but that uh, this is not a friendly regime. It's not uh, friendly to the. Uh, liberty of the people of of China or the larger region there, and I think there is even among what you might call the the globalist elitist crowd a recognition uh, that uh, that the United States has to demand uh, more from China. I, even uh, Hank Paulson, former Goldman Sachs CEO, is kind of Mister China engagement. Um, he has said that uh, uh, they have not. Uh, lived up to their promises in terms of the trade relationship. They, uh, they've done uh, uh, very little, if anything, to stop the, the theft of American inventions. So 
So I think you would hope that uh, perhaps for political reasons, the Joe Biden you get post-Trump might be tougher than the Joe Biden you got as vice president. Um, and uh, look, if this is a competition, uh, the the Trump economic policy has put the U.S. in a pretty good position here. Uh, I know Biden is kind of talking now as if there's sort of this huge disaster that he will face when he comes into office and that he, we will need some massive government interventions to to rescue the economy. The, the fact is, the table is set for a real strong, a really strong rebound next year, uh, especially with this amazing Operation Warp Speed triumph with the vaccines now rolling out uh, something on the order of 8 million doses distributed this week. Um, the, uh, the United States, uh, I think, thanks in large part to Donald Trump, is going to be in pretty good shape as uh, as Joe Biden takes over. And, right, but uh, Joe Biden just announced that our darkest hours are ahead. Yeah, I, it's it's odd because he he took the vaccine on Monday, which shows that uh, uh, much of what he said during the campaign was wrong. That uh, right. uh, Donald Trump did oversee a safe and quick vaccine approval. So. Uh, he should understand and therefore change his rhetoric as well that uh, uh, the the vulnerable population is going to be inoculated uh, largely over the next several weeks. Much of this work is going to be done by the time he's taking the oath of office. So uh, there is not a crisis, and he and he can thank uh, Donald Trump for that. In terms of uh, there's not a great need for for government intervention uh, next year. Not that. Uh, Obviously, he and a lot of people who work for him don't want one. But um, I guess this gets back to the Georgia Senate races, right? If uh, if there's Republican control of the Senate and, and so not much is happening in terms of big policy, the United States is primed for pretty robust economic growth, which is right. It's a, it's a the big source if. of our power. Georgia is a big if, which I, I find yeah. incredible to, to even say that to you, but it's a big if. So yeah. uh, talking about the election, uh, I'm not happy to ask you, and I, I have no agenda other than my respect for you. Oh. What do you think really happened count-wise? Well, I mean, I, uh, we, we've had the, uh, the process, and I, the Electoral College has voted, and Biden is the winner, and he's going to be inaugurated, I would expect. Uh, I think what I understand what's what bothers a lot of people, and it, it bothers me that you did see uh, changes in process and, and at times not changes enacted by legislators as the Constitution demands. Um, the uh, Ron Johnson had a hearing last week in the Senate, and uh, uh, Senator Paul pointed out that uh, there have been a lot of court cases, but most of them have been essentially procedural questions. So in the absence of a whole lot of reporting, it would have been nice to have some of the, the claims or more of the claims tested in court. But uh, but I do think at this, at this moment, um, you know, and by the way, it's a good thing that judges don't have a lot of power to set aside election results. So that's that's a I think a strength you don't you don't want judges to easily be able to to throw out the the re- results of an election and um, 
and I do. I think the president has given us a lot of good federal judges, so I, I trust that process. But I think, like a lot of people, I would like to know more about the irregularities, and, and maybe uh, maybe we'll learn more as time goes on. Well, I hope we speak again, and I want to remind uh, my listeners that his very important uh, new book, The Cost, is out. The subtitle, Trump, China, and American Revival. Next time, we'll talk about American Revival. James Freeman, whatever you celebrate, I wish you that it be merry. You too. Thanks so much, Dennis. Great to be with you. Thank you. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. That's a happy song for our time. Needed. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. So, Joe Biden has announced that things will get much darker. Do we have the audio of that? You want, you want to play that, please? Even with the changes in approach, I'm going to put in place in late January... People are still going to be getting sick and dying from COVID. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis, I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. So we need to prepare ourselves to steal our spines. As frustrating it is to hear, it's going to take patience persistence, and determination to beat this virus. There'll be no time to waste in taking the steps we need to turn this crisis around. What steps would they be? Does anyone know? It's like uh, Nixon had a peace plan for uh, the Vietnam War. And it never quite materialized. Is that a fair analogy? He actually did have a peace plan? but it didn't produce peace. I mean, leave? Oh, yeah. Well, the negotiations, which were then overturned by the Democrats. That's fair. You're right. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID Right, but what are the are steps? See, I never, I never, what are those steps? Is he going to force Florida to close down? Read my column from yesterday. The Sovietization of California. How, how I dreaded coming back to California from Florida where people are far freer than in this state. Yes, that's right. I I was wrong on the Nixon thing. In fact, you could all see how wrong I was by watching uh, uh, the late Bruce Hershenson's video for PragerU. It's one of the most educational five minutes. uh, No, it's not five minutes. Is it a five-minute video? Yeah, that's right. He was a great man. I, I miss him. So I apologize to Richard Nixon. It was, uh, it was, I, I so know the results of what the Democrats did that I conflated it with the peace plan. Anyway, I'd like to know what Joe Biden wants to do. What, what, uh, we'll confront it. Well, he'll just call for, for more uh, masks and more lockdown. What is it, 80% of Americans now wear masks? How has it helped? See, the beauty of 
the the masks and the lockdown people is no matter what what happens they say they're right if a lot of people die they say oh a lot more would have died without the lockdown without smothering kids lives with no school without ruining many homes that, that can't handle uh, being together all the time without putting vast numbers of people into bankruptcy so there you go we are we're great it, it's so the easy way out stop all commerce or nearly all commerce don't go anywhere. Stay home. Ruin your lives so that we can save lives. Get it? That's the motto of these people. Ruin the lives of others. After all, what is it, uh, Dr. Burks? She's, she had to go to her Delaware vacation home. People with vacation homes are the people who advocate putting people with no vacation homes out of their homes. The selfishness of the elite, of the of the Bill Gates of the world, these people have no idea what it is like to own a restaurant. No idea. Their ability to empathize is zero, zero. The rest of you, you peons, you can go broke. But we geniuses will tell you, to do nothing. Can't eat outdoors at a restaurant. Two days ago, I was on an airplane inches from another person eating without a mask. Why? No one has ever answered me why that is allowed. And, but I, of course, I know the answer because Delta Airlines is important. In this case, it was JetBlue. Delta Airlines is important to the Democrats, to the left, because it's crony capitalism on the left. The little guy who runs a restaurant, he's a piece of crap. That's how the left views him. In fact, he's a nuisance because he's probably a Republican. And he's an entrepreneur. And he believes in capitalism. The guy who owns a restaurant is a piece of crap to the Democrats and to the uh, to the folks at the CDC. But Delta, American, United, ah, they're, oh, you guys, of course. By the way, I totally support eating on airplanes. Alan Estra is writing a small pamphlet on how to sip coffee for three hours. Huh? And eat nuts. I forgot that. Yes. You know that you can see visual highlights of my show every day on my YouTube channel. So sign up today, go to YouTube.com, type in Dennis Prager channel, and click subscribe. Don't forget to click the bell icon so you'll be notified every time we put up a new clip. Hi, everybody. I want to remind you that I plan to uh, take a cruise, go on a cruise with you in June of next year, London to Iceland. And all my cruises sell out, so I'm just giving you advance notice. The banner 
of the cruise is at DennisPrager.com. Oh, there's a special rate? Yeah. Ends when? January 1st? January 3rd? Oh. I didn't even know that. This is special rate till January 3rd. January 3rd is my brother's birthday, and we figured that would that would be the right day to do it. Yep. Can't wait. Did you hear the story, uh, folks, of... Uh, of the Dalton School in New York City. So it, it's. Do you know it costs as much as as a major university? Send my kid to an elite school. Do you know there was never, there was never a molecule in me that thought I needed to send my kids to elite schools. It's really something. I just I just cared about their character. I didn't care about their grades. I was I know I was an abnormal parent. I know that because I remember how how others looked at me. In the long run, I turned out right, and I think that uh, most people would agree. New York Post: One of New York City's poshest private schools is in an uproar over an anti-racist manifesto signed by dozens of faculty members with a sweeping list of demands. Do you know what this whole anti-racism thing is about? People looking for a cause. That's all it is. These are, these are soulless human beings who need to fill their soul with some, some belief that they're really making the world better. That's all it is. There's so little racism in the United States that they have to invent it. All of this is invented. I- Ibram Kendi, ex-Kendi, just invents nonsense. Or, or the, the woman who writes about, uh, what is it, white uh, fragility. Yeah, Beverly, no? It's not? Yeah, okay, can't, can't. It is D'Angelo. The Dalton School, which boasts stars Anderson Cooper, Christian Slater, and Claire Danes as alumni, Oh, now I understand why you'd want to send your kid to the Dalton School. Look at the alumni. Robin D'Angelo, yes. Is wrestling with eight pages of proposals to overhaul the staffing, curriculum, and treatment of black students. Yearly tuition for grades K-12 in the at the Upper West Side Institution. Are you ready, folks? This is a high school. Actually, $54,180 a year. The wide-ranging faculty demands include, one, hiring 12 full-time diversity officers. Wow. Now you know where your tuition money will be going. 12 full-time diversity officers? I don't know what they do. And multiple psychologists to support students, quote, coping with race-based traumatic stress. There were students at the Dalton School with race-based traumatic stress. These kids are really fragile, and they will never grow up. They they, They are teaching them at the Dalton School 
to feel that they are a separate part of American society and to be angry for 54k a year. Two, paying the uh, the student debt of black staffers upon hiring them. Okay, three, requiring courses that focus on black liberation and challenge challenges to white supremacy. That's what you'll be getting at the Dalton School. Compensating any student of color who appears in Dalton promotional material. You hear that? Abolishing high-level academic courses by 2023 if the performance of black students is not on par with non-blacks. Good. I, I hope they do all of this. I really do. I hope, this, I hope the school uh, disintegrates. I truly do. I wish it ill. These pompous, uh, humanity-suppressing human beings, the damage they're doing to black students is incalculable, incalculable. So you hear that? No more high-level academic courses for your $54,000 if black students are not on par with non-blacks. So the issue is not raising uh, blacks to uh, compete properly uh, in high-level advanced uh, academic courses. No, it is that you abolish the academic courses. I think it's great. Requiring anti-racism statements from all staffers. This is the Sovietization of society. Can you imagine if we would have asked all staffers to make an anti-communist statement? Or, or that they affirm Judeo-Christian principles? But you can do it on the left. There is no limit. Because leftist, is, leftist means totalitarian. Overhauling the entire curriculum, reading lists, and student plays to reflect diversity and social justice themes. You can't put on a regular play. Why would anybody send their child there? Oh, okay. So you, you, you want your child to get indoctrinated, not educated. Wow. And finally, divesting from companies that, quote, criminalize or dehumanize black people. Hmm. A lot of companies been doing that recently. One eight Prager seven seven six. The Dennis Prager Show. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Okay, let me finish with the Dalton School, a premier school, $54,000, 180 salary. I made a mistake. It's not a high school. It is a high school and elementary school. What did I say? You're right. Tuition. Oh, the salaries, I'm sure, are much higher than that. The uh, tuition is $54,180, K through 12. Uh, it, it is uh, Manhattan and such places are living the biblical verse, a land that devours its own inhabitants. Ah. And it brings me joy because it shows on occasion there is justice in this world. 
as these white leftists find that what uh, they, they put all their money in is ruining their children. Now, some of them want their children ruined because they, they don't think it's ruined. They think it's, it's just enlightened. 50% of all fundraising dollars should go to New York City public schools if Dalton is not representative of the city in terms of gender, race, socioeconomic background, and immigration status by 2025. So bye-bye all you whites in Manhattan with kids uh, who want to get their kids in Dalton. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I support all this. I think it's great. Uh, I, I support the, the clarity. I love clarity. And if the left is ruining our schools, it is very important for parents to know that. Sources told them uh, that Johnston, the, uh, the, the blogger who made this public, Dalton kids were made to watch a PBS video called Being 12, in which, quote, white kids are shamed for the sin of their skin color and told they are complicit in perpetuating racism. That's, that's so great. PBS, ah, public funds support the Pravda on TV. Adult in fourth grade play, fourth grade, featured a role for a racist cop, Johnston reported, adding that the faculty petition includes a demand that every school play have anti-racist narratives. I'm told even To Kill a Mockingbird is out these days. It's a white man trying to save a black man. Can't have that sort of racial paternalizing. The rich parents play the game. They go along with every progressive fad conjured up by the administration and faculty. Many embrace them. That's right. But finally, the Dalton parent who spoke to the New York Post predicted that 30 to 40% of parents of kids in the class of 2025 will pull them out of the school and transfer them as a result of the manifesto. That is the only answer to what the left is doing to society. Leave it. Create a wonderful, open, happy society as an alternative to the left. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take relief factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain. In your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. 
part. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day. And after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's a three-week quick start for just $19.95. And you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384.